podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Welcome to FML Field. I'm Alon. Walsh. Let's jump in. How'd you do? We're very much on opposite sides of the seesaw <laughs> after Game so Week we 3. St- let's, let's start with the high seesaw. Yeah, let's say, yeah, I'm floating up in the air. Um, I did JWP to Chalaba. I kept my cool. I didn't blow my two free transfers. I just used one just to carry the other one over, make a little bit of money. Um, 57 points. Solid game week rank of like 579k, which early days is fine. I went up almost fi- almost 500,000 places, um, so that's always great. Weirdly, I went down like 200 or 300,000 places on Sunday, even though I have like Firmino and shit. I guess just there's mm-hmm. such high like Liverpool ownership and Ali ownership Everything. and yeah. Kane captainers and. A lot of lot of action on Sunday. Yeah, Chelsea defense. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of players. Huge, still huge Sunday. Um, feeling pretty good. I mean, not that much else to say. Heaton has has been bothersome. Very, very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Burnley are keeping no cleans, and yep. he's also just not making any saves. Like, yep. Spurs, I think, shot twenty eight times, if my memory is serving me titful. And they blocked, like, 20 of them. <laughs> like, yep. he only ended up with four saves in a game where, like, last season it seems like he would have had 10-plus saves. So I don't, I don't really know how to, what to do there. I'm not really thinking about using a transfer there either. It's just shitty. Um, I still have Wijnaldum. He probably needs to go. He was fantastic, but nowhere near sniffing any FBL points. Um, and then I have Kev, who's, like going to be a big time talking point who is still very very high ownership even after the price drop and he was the deepest fucking thing ever all of his passes were side foot passes to mendy he didn't shoot oh the kev to mendy kev to mendy is that was fucking on peyton manning to marvin harrison (laughs) like (laughs) for our nfl fans at home like it was ridiculous i tried to actually find like a pass <laughs> map that represented it, but I couldn't find like a good one. You know, I wanted one of the ones with like the arrows, you know, for all of the like. Uh, like zonal marking. Yeah. Does, like the arrows of their response. Kill for a Kev <laughs> arrow thing. There's just a 400 small <laughs> green arrows from the final third <laughs> diagonal left. Uh, every arrow, every arrow off of Kev, right to Mendy. Right That's to Mendy. That was his only, his, he was only allowed to pass side pass. <laughs> yeah, and then he starts jogging backwards. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. It's like, oh, I did it. I passed it. Yeah, Pepa I did it. He so looks at Pat. Yeah, he gives Peppa sideways <laughs> thumbs up. Pep gives him a clap. Like, it was insane, dude. He's, like, he's coming out with quotes that now he's apparently a holding mid slash defensive mid. It's just like FPL nightmare. He's been All right, let's, so let's bad. Just do, let's get straight into Kev. So, triple blanks. What the fuck? Are you fucking him off? So is that a nailed is that a nailed transfer for you this week? Yeah, I mean let's preface this with those who don't it's know Monday. there's an international break so there's a long time away before game week long, 4. Long time, long time. I with Kev being the 
third most expensive midfielder in the game. I'm in no rush at all to move him out. I'm going to just take these price drops on the chin and figure out closer to the game week four deadline who I'm going to bring in. But as of right now, I can't imagine myself keeping him. And maybe there's a world where I just move on Genie and I give Kev one more week. But it's, it's hard. It's fucking hard to watch him that game and hear these quotes coming out and try and stomach it. I would really be overjoyed if Pep came out and didn't even address Kev, just said, like, I fucked up and my formation is really bad and we look like fucking yeah, that's, shit. That's all that's I need happen. to hear from Pep to be like, oh, okay, Kev's nailed number 10 next game. Because, yeah, like, they, they've they scored five goals in three games. like and two. No, isn't it four? One was an own goal? Yeah, one was an own goal. So four and, like, extra 97th minute, like, bullshit deflected goals. They're not even scoring, like, good goals most of the time. So it's like there needs to be changes there. Like I can't imagine him just keeping everything the same, but I would love to hear it from Pep's lips. Um, so, yeah, I think Kev, Kev out, and I guess the majority of people agree because he, he dropped like a fucking stone right away after the game. Um, yeah, he's on pace to double drop for sure. He'll drop again closer to the deadline. I mean, so I have Kevin, and obviously I love Kevin way more than you do. Yeah. But I think based on what information we have so far, there's absolutely no reason to keep him. I mean, it's Silva is playing where we thought De Bruyne would be playing, Yeah, basically. And Silva looks like a fine asset, but I still just, as you said, City don't look good. Um, you know, we talked about it a lot last pod about our concerns about City. Um, I I just can't can't really pose a tenable argument of holding Kevin. So yeah, the only real the, the only real argument is is team by team, where it's like there's something else more pressing. There's someone injured or red carded or not playing, and you maybe only have one free, and in which case it might not be worth a hit. To remove like the right. other player and Kev, like that. Right. That's like really the only reason. There's no argument. Like a team that's wild carding right now, you are legitimately out of your fucking mind to even think about Kev, right? Yeah. No. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of people wild carding. So. So there's one other thing like we were talking about earlier. So Kevin gets a bonus point. Yeah. And didn't do fucking shit. He takes a corner kick. Ottomendi heads it off the bar. He takes the corner kick. Otamendi hits hits that in. Kevin's on for Max Bapp's assist. Yeah, you know, nine, eight, nine, nine, eight or nine pointer. Eight, eight pointer, eight pointer. Are we are we having this conversation? Yeah, I think it's really hard because you imagine that world, and I would have risen another two hundred thousand places, and you would have had a much better week and everything, and he probably wouldn't have price dropped, but. I still think the concern would be there just because it was so frustrating and noticeable all game. And it was just like, we don't have, you don't get guys, maybe except for like Siggy when he was on Swansea, you don't really get guys just for their set piece prowess. Like you, no. you want some sort of threat in open play because the majority of games are in open play and Kev's not even on every free kick or corner. He didn't even take that direct free. That was like perfect for a right footer, you know? Mm -hmm. So I still think I would be very, very concerned and recognize the fact that he's terrible value for his price. 
but maybe maybe he wouldn't be as much of like a instant transfer out. That's that's fair. Okay. But how'd you okay. do? Yeah, let's go to the dark side. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I, I finished up on thirty-five. Took the hit. That's including the hit. I, I mean, I transferred in a red card. So what are we doing here? I don't know. I mean, I got Britos in. Picked the fuck out of that clean sheet because they kept on with ten men for two hours. But unfortunately, my guy went into a little, little red card madness. Transferring so in a red card is it's not great. It's like it's worse than transferring in an injury because, like, oh, it's, it feels hard. Looking at a negative two in the middle of my field, Britos, I want to fucking kill myself. Yeah, and then I just like you know, Captain Lukaku on zero. I just had a feeling when he had that fucking ball at the spot that he was going to fuck that shit yeah, up. Yeah, me too. And I told, my, I told my wife, she's like, I jumped up, she's like, what happened? I was like, my fucking captain just going to take a penalty, he's going to fuck it up. And I wasn't <laughs> even watching it, and then I just saw his stupid face up to fucking hands and fuck you. Awful pen. Fucker. Awful pen. Awful pen. Yeah. I mean, there was cheating by Schmikes, which yes. he always does. Yes. Should have been, able to, been allowed to retake, but the pen was just ridiculously bad. Yeah. So that's a, that's a bad job. And I hope he's still on them. As we both, I we hope both he's on not them. on them. I don't think it's good for him. He's really bad at them. It's like Alexis on pens. It's, he's going to be missing the majority. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't care if he's on them or not on them, really. But it's just—I mean—the zero captain plus a red card is zero just, captain and a red card is scenes. Yeah. And then you know, so yeah, thirty-five fucking points. I brought. Pogba in, fucking piece of shit, shot 85 times in the first half and couldn't find a fucking barn doors. Piece of shit, dude. I don't even know my fucking team. Yeah, you had a you had a really bad week. You dropped a lot. But it, it's weird because I feel like you had a week that a lot of like the hardcore people and people who listen to the pod and people we talked to had a very similar week. Like cuz so many of the guys seems you like everyone did great. are really highly owned, you know. I don't know. Everyone else seemed to fucking did fine. I mean, I was really looking through my mini leagues and I had the lowest score of everybody. Yeah, I guess like the No Liverpool. The, I was about like, to say that's zero like, captain, the one red card. Thing, like everyone most people had zero captain, but like the big, and you saw two cleans. The biggest thing is probably just Liverpool. Like they just yeah. fucked you because yeah, they fucked. Everyone has either Mane, Firmino, or Salah, and they all and just all went three of them nuts. like double fuck fested. Yeah, oh. I mean, yeah. Besides Sil- uh, Silva and Ali, it just everything was a nightmare. So I don't know. I mean, I'm fucking. My team is a fucking. Okay, piece yeah, of we'll shit. get to your team, I guess, after the what the fuck section and really look, figure out what we're doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would appreciate that. Yeah, it's darkness. Um, uh, before we get to what the fuck, though, we have to announce the monthly. Oh my god! Yes, <sighs> mug mug scene mug scene. Yeah, return of First the Yeti, must... aka Eddie Fredericks, aka Eddie Fredder, Eddie Vetter. Yeah. He's... So some Arizona legend won won the first month is going to be getting the mug to his doorstep. We're going to probably put up some type of Hall of Fame or something on our. Website where we're going to ask you guys whoever wins the mug each month. Remember, it's not cumulative. So if you're fucking sad at two million, don't think you don't have a shot at the mug. It's every month we're going to look at the whoever scores the highest FPL point total each month gets the mug. Yep. So it has no no relative standing on your overall rank. Um, yeah, and the mugs that. are fucking beautiful. I posted a picture and I'll post more. 
So good job by you, Eddie. Um, top of the Survivor League, Dan Keim killing it. Has just nailed it. Three for three. Three wins and three. Good on you. Yeah. And yeah, we uh, won a lot for those great burritos. Double fucking us up. Yeah, burritos. Thanks, bro. And then um, shout out, lastly, the top of the FMLFL Public League, Indian lad, Shri Idish. No idea how to say that. He's I'm sure a, that's exactly how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, he's a monster. Overall ranking, 180. Good. Yeah, that's a good good place to be. Good place to be. All right, let's go ahead. And the, yeah, let's go. So what the fuck? We we boxed Kev a little bit. Don't really feel like talking about city. We've been talking about city a lot. One thing I want to rogue shout on: we had another massive amount of clean sheets. We had nine this There's week. So many clean. So many clean sheets where normally the script is flipped where yeah. clean sheets are extremely hard to find but early doors early, when teams are yeah. settling but I think we have a pretty decent base of information of what teams are fucking shit at attacking and it's, you got Palace there um, Brighton look ridiculously bad um, you know Stoke and West Brom are always going to struggle for goals Burnley look like they have a little bit a bit more about them but Swansea also, you know, they had two shots on target, two goals, obviously. But Swansea look like they they're not creating much. These teams just a lot don't of, even look like they're interested in scoring. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So it's we have a lot of. I mean, it's giving you four at the back people a little bit more to hang your hat on. Just looking at the quantity of clean sheets that we've had through the first three game weeks, just an interesting thing I think to to look at and. And think about it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Too, like there's they so many, score. there's so many teams and managers that like feel like they're already they're starting the season in a relegation scrap, and they're just like trying to nil nil and just draw and just pick up any desperation point that's possible. And with so many of them there, there's going to be like so many teams in that relegation mixer like halfway through the season probably. And did you mention like yeah. Bournemouth don't look like scoring any goals? Like there's so many teams. Even Everton, yeah, I mean, well, Everton they have big the, sides. They're yeah, just, they have. They're playing tougher sides, so it's really hard to evaluate. And they'll probably still buy someone, but I don't know. Yeah, the but the quantity of buses, the parking lot is full. Yeah, a lot of buses. A lot of, a lot lot of, of buses. Um, but let's talk about Everton for a sec because we haven't really chatted about them too yeah. much because of their bad fixtures. But you know, they got Gilfy in. I am a little bit more concerned with them after watching. I think they probably had Europa hangover. They've had a lot of games so far with the Europa League qualifiers, yeah. so they looked absolutely, you know, diabolical against Chelsea. Completely dominated. But looking at their fucking attack on paper, it's a little bit difficult to see how they're going to gel and line up because they got a lot of like slow fucks with not a lot of like fast fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. At like, how analytics. are they gonna? How are they gonna score? I don't. Yeah, it's no, gonna be a I tough think, one. And you know, Scott will be up my ass about saying this, but ever because everyone's saying it, but like they still haven't really made any effort that we're conscious of of replacing Lukaku's goals, which to me is like I've been saying it all along. Like I said it in preseason. Like I think they're mostly a good team, and I don't really dislike anyone that they've gotten. I, I like a lot of them. But overall, I would rate their transfer business like really, really poor because they haven't addressed the one thing that's the most important thing for them to address, in my opinion. Well, 
There has been chatter. It's you know reporting Monday night. There has been chatter that Diego Costa is coming in on loan. I mean, that would from be a, from Atletico. Amazing. So that would yeah, that would be a coup if that occurred. Yeah, that I would still don't, change. I don't everything. understand. They'd be like yeah, a really really good side. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they, but they're not coming close now. to really scoring unless they get some weird like. Calvert Lewin to Rooney counter, or I'm sure Sigil scores some set pieces and shit. But yeah, as of now, they just look to me like they're solid defensively and don't really have any plan of scoring. Yeah, I think they look, I mean, you could tell that they're going to want to keep a lot of possession against the poor sides. They have a lot of good players that are going to be on the ball when they don't play, you know, three, three holding midfielders against the top sides when their fixtures turn. But even still, you know, Rooney, Siggy, Sandro, I, I don't know how they're all going to gel. I mean, Calvert-Lewin is the only guy that's got a little bit of pace about him. Could get him behind and offer something, but Rooney and Siggy so far did not look like they're on an understanding. It looks like they both want to do the exact same thing. So that's going to take some time for both of them to kind of figure out what the other is good at and where they could go on the pitch. So I was thinking that, you know, when the fixtures turn, they're going to be ripe to jump in. But now I'm a little bit more hesitant, maybe a little bit more wait and see. Yeah, I do think defensively, though, they've shown enough to be like they're... 100%. Yeah, they're, just priced, they're, just, they're priced premiumly, though. Yeah, they are pretty pricey, I guess. But yeah. if, like, Jags is nailed, and amongst the 5-0 goalkeepers, I'm sure Pickford will be really good value. Pickford's, yeah, Yeah, Pickford's a great pick. You know, so they have that going for them. But, yeah, Fair. it's tough going forward. I wish... Calvert Lewin was in a forward, and then he would actually be someone we could talk about. But yeah, he is. So as it is, yeah, it's, it's not. Yep. Um, where do you want to go next? Maybe maybe we questions? should just go to Chelsea because that's Chelsea. You know, okay. the Marata. game that they played in. Yeah, what do you like? He's good. He, Morata just keeps yeah. returning. He he's underwhelming, but returning. Yeah, I mean, I personally really rate Morata. I think he's a fantastic player. He's still young. He's never really had a, a lengthy, consistent run. Or he hasn't for a little while anyway, I should say. But uh, up top for Chelsea, you know, he's going to have service, especially when Hazard returns. He'll have that much more service. I'm sure Hazard will probably still nick pens or be on pens. But the only thing, you know, early doors I'm a little bit worried when I've been watching him the last few games is, one, he's his first sub out every game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like he's it might just to be him. building fitness or something like building that. It could be, but either way, you know, when you got your your ten million striker off at seventy, that's very annoying because, as we know, a lot of times the ends of games when, especially on a team like Chelsea, the defense, the opposing defense gets a lot more tired in the very tail end of games when you get all of a sudden a yeah, goal, a couple fair. goals, a goal, and I says, don't like that. Um, you know, he's also doing it with his head. Which is okay, but I really haven't seen him take have too many like great chances other than the few goals that he's scored already. Which is I don't know if that's like a dumb fucking thing to say, but no, no. I, play, it, he, they said they mentioned it on one of the pods I was listening to today. Like both of his goals and both of his assists are with his head, which is like mental. Yeah, it's and weird. Seems unsustainable. Yeah. So I, I'm still not like yeah, I want to jump in, but I could see why. He's gaining traction when you have the likes of Aguero on the bench and Lacazette on the bench. I mean, that's not good. So he's got a lot of points, and he has the pedigree, and I think he's a very quality player. He should just continue to flourish as he gets more settled on that Chelsea side. He's now 10-1. He rose today, but I think, you know, on wild card, I think he's a very, very solid shout. Yeah, the that's pictures a, are still tough. 
That's what I was thinking. The fixtures are still tough, but they're nowhere near as tough as the first three have been. You know, like right. Burnley, sure. Spurs, and Everton is like very, very brutal. And to come away with two goals and two assists in those in as good as limited minutes is yeah. incredible. So yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty high on him. It's hard to. And we should we should pick some wild card guys out because so many people are on wild card. But yeah, I think Barata's definitely in the mix and. Unfortunately for William, he's like their best player, but as soon as Hazard's back, he's probably going to get dropped, right? Yeah, you'd have to think so because Pedro, yeah. Pedro offers them so much more than you could even think of about just the spacing and where he goes on the pitch and his work rate and that kind of thing. He's a lot less direct than William, but he does a lot for them and a lot for his teammates in terms of the counter, springing counters, the defensive. He's also work. like another forward, which like it yeah. feels like their setup needs. You know, like Pedro's yeah. going to be in the box, whereas William yeah. just you know he's great, but like yeah. he's not yeah. that kind of player. No, he's the creative force around. You know, putting the balls in. So yeah, yeah I think it's going to be harsh on William because he has looked fantastic, but we'll see. Maybe Conte will get creative and figure out a way to keep the ball in. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how you would have to. Though. Yeah. Do you want to pick some wild card guys? Should we do that? It's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I have an entire full lineup <laughs> of a wild card. If you tell me to wild card, I'll wild card. You're the darkness. Talk about our teams. Oh, no. I mean, I'm fucked. My team is fucked, and I'm fucked. I'm doing terribly, and I should not have a podcast. Oh, don't go there, dude. Fuck. I think, I mean, I think, let's talk about Liverpool, because I think double, minimum double Liverpool attack at this point, right? It feels like that's the right answer. And they're, Firmino's the top scoring forward, and Mane and Salah are the tied for another second and third in midfield scoring. And just the way we play is, is such a reflection of that, where it's like we're, we're just going at every team and attacking like wild. Like we didn't against Palace, but. A lot of people were rested, and it was in between Champions League and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. It, it just feels like this Klopp team is just going to like score the most goals in the league. <laughs> it's hard to imagine really anything other than that. So getting an attacker yeah, is very, th- very good. Yeah, I think especially for the Kevin replacement, you really need to look at Mane or Salah. Erickson, Ali, the, the Spurs guys, they've gotten they've been trickling in. Fine point totals three games in. They're both yeah. doing fine. But when you look at them, and I mean, I guess their points should be higher with maybe some Kane assists from him fucking not scoring yet. But you can't look at Spurs' first three games versus Liverpool' first three games and say Spurs have a better attack. That's not a that's not an argument. Right. I do think they're still both great, like you said. Like they're both Erickson great, and Ali, I wouldn't transfer out. But No. Yeah, but if you're looking yeah. for a replacement for Kev or you're looking at a premium midfielder, I think you you need to be really looking at Mane or Salah. And, I mean, not to mention Coutinho just went down to 8-8. We'll see if he sticks around, but that could be something later on. Yeah. The only thing, the only negative thing I have to say about Liverpool is I was looking earlier because I'm, as we mentioned, one with Kev, and I'm probably looking to go with a Liverpool midfielder. Is like their fixtures are really bad from like a Liverpool FPL perspective. You know, like at Man City is oddly a good fixture but then like five six seven eight are home burnley at leicester at newcastle home united so bus 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 and like i don't know we still are a little bit unsure if like a clop side can break down a bus we don't we haven't really 
seen any evidence of them doing that. So it's a little bit scary. It's I would be a little bit worried, but there's also like nowhere else to go. <laughs> there's like yeah, no, there's so few midfielders premium flourishing. midfielders. Yeah. That's that's a that's a thing. I mean, there really aren't a lot of premium midfielders that are firing. You got you can you know you got the United guys. Um, you have the Spurs guys, you have the Liverpool guys. Those are really the three teams that are holding premium midfield assets. You can make arguments for any of the, I guess, six, total six there. But I hear you about the bus, but I still feel like this is a little bit of a different... Oh, we're better. I a mean, of, yeah, Salah it's better has absolutely revolutionized the front three. Just like having a mirror of Mane on the opposite side is just like... And it's just unstoppable. It feels very, very unstoppable. Like no fullback or center back duo can possibly keep up with the pace that they bring. And then, you know, assuming continuous stays, we don't really know yet. If he's in midfield, that's just gonna take it to another level. So yeah, I still the other thing you have I mean you have Chan taking a step forward, joining into attacks. I think another thing is that Looking at someone like Moreno or Robertson on at left back instead of Milner gives you an overlap there, so the de- defense doesn't have to worry about one guy on that flank. Yep, it's just huge. Um, yep, and it's also I think, it's I also Mane playing on to... the left, so he comes in on his strong foot, and Salah playing on the right, so he comes in on his strong foot instead of Mane was on the right all last year because Phil Phil was on the left. You know, so it's like right. yeah, it's a lot of things that have made our attack feel a lot more ferocious and unstoppable, but. You know, it's still to be seen is my only point, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I just think that when you're looking at their performances so far, and granted Hoffenheim came at them, Arsenal are just fucking terrible. I think that they have too much for a bus. I mean, I think against Palace, Hennessy made 10 saves. So that's not normal. And Salah didn't you know, play. Salah didn't play. So I think that front three, when you're looking at how all the midfield three have been playing while they're fit... It feels like that's where you need to be going. I mean, if I'm wild carding, I have three Liverpool attackers. Yeah, and there's no really, there's no fault to that. I'm so proud of Bobby. He feels like a son of mine. Like I've just <laughs> been upping him for so long, <laughs> and he had kind he's, of a down year last year. And he's just, he's incredible. Yeah, he's, he's on a next player. another level. Like, yeah, people forgot how he's still pretty young when we got him. You know, he's still like pretty raw. And this false nine position with those two speedy wingers is just absolutely perfect for him on every level. Yeah, no, he's incredible. He's been absolutely incredible every game so far. He's taking a step forward. Yep, and pens. Let's go. Uh, pens, not like Lukaku pens. No. <laughs> God, too soon. So let's talk about United and Lukaku's fucking zero point fucking nightmare. Fuck, they did not look that good. They looked fucking shit. They look like last year United again. I mean, Paul yeah. in the first. I mean, they half, don't look think... like they're conceding a goal to anyone all season. You know, like yeah. we're not talking about real life shit. They still look like the title favorites easily. Yeah, but from fantasy but perspective, they yeah. look fucking horrible, terrible, horrible. I mean, Lukaku was absolutely diabolically bad again. Second straight terrible performance from him, which he does. We know that. Yeah, he you know, does. He's that. gonna. He he goes through these spells of looking bad, and then all of a sudden he has a brace in five minutes and stoppage time. Yeah, he's the he opposite of like a Pogba vine merchant. He's like, yeah, yeah. you have to watch him for a, he's seven a consecutive games oh to see how good he he's, is. He's such a fucking donkey. He almost scored in stoppage time, though. Yeah, and, and he, got he a had pen. the pen. So on another day, that's a brace. That's thirteen. So 
you know, he's still fine. It's just very frustrating when his performance is so bad. Um, Paul had about six or seven shots in the first half, none of which I feel like found the target. That, that's I don't know correct. What he, was up he had to. zero on target. He shot yeah, six I, times, I one only one from in the box, and zero on target. Like yeah, we, we so talk sometimes about x goals, and his personal x goals were under point five. Just like because I know some people were on me on Twitter when I was just saying like these aren't real chances. Like these are just bullshit, stupid shots that like you know, one in every very very many score you know so it's like yeah, it's like nothing's on and he just takes a speculative shot from like 40 yards out. yeah and it's a and it's like there's people in the way and he's off balance and it's just it those that's not what you want that's bad for a fantasy player yeah it, it reminded me a lot of last season paul i mean yeah. when he was blanking for fun that, those were the types of games he was do he was having a half like that or something and then the second half i don't know if he took one shot i don't think he did yeah and mkhitaryan too he was worse, I thought. I mean, at least Paul wasn't was even, fucking pumping the goal. He wasn't doing anything. He just did, didn't was not even doing touch anything. the ball. Yeah. yeah. He got a he return, but it was lost. just on the set piece. Like he, yeah. He, was, he had a terrible game. He's and he rose invisible. to that. It's just his points are going up. He's on United. But yeah, he had, a, he, had a, he had a really poor game, too. So I thought it was a tough game from United FPL attacking asset standpoint. Um, Leicester were organized, though. I mean, they, they played well. Yeah. I still think Mkhitaryan's a good pick, and I still think he's probably a better pick from Paul just because he will have the stats padded from like set piece returns and stuff. And when they bonus. score, oh, when they bonus. when they score three or four, he'll he'll always get an assist or two in that. It feels like that, but yeah, Paul could not be in there for a three goal game easily. Easily, but the yeah. thing that I think me and you have both been pushing people towards is like I'd so much rather have two United defenders and one attacker than the other way around. Yeah. Because they're just they're just nailed to like fifteen plus cleans, like elite defensive <sighs> performance after elite defensive performance. Yeah, I mean they gave up I think like one half chance by my eye watching that game. They they did not give up much. And the defense was great. I mean they they're really solid and well drilled, cohesive back there. Modic in midfield makes such a big difference. It's fucking insane. Huge difference. And they have the best goalie in the league, and he's not even getting tested. Yeah. So, I mean, I get back to the little wild card shit. I mean, my if I were to wild card, if you told me to wild card later in this podcast, I'm on triple United defense. That's just not even something I've thought twice about. I think that. So, what are you, Jones, By, and Blind? Blind. Yeah. Blind at 5'5, five five I think, is being wildly overlooked. Yes. Um, I totally agree. He's on corners. Yeah. He's on, he's on some indirect set pieces. His bonus points totals are still pretty good. Um, he used to be a little bit better. I don't know how it affects. I guess maybe when he was playing center back. He was back, playing center back. Yeah, I think that's the yeah, difference. Because now Jones, Jones is now god of bonus. He's leading all defenders in the league in baseline bonus. Or baseline yeah, so, BPS, I should say. Yeah. Yes, but I think Blend at 5-5 five five is a real option. I mean, he clearly trusts Blend. He finds ways to put Blend in his side. Since he's been there, Mourinho. So I think Blend at five five is a real shout. And yeah, the best two things that Van Hall did was get Blend and sell Welbs. Yeah, oh just God, selling Welbs was just genius. Made them good. <laughs> so genius, <laughs> genius move. But I just think that you have value in those eight million midfielders. But the clean sheets just look like they're going to be. They're just going to pile. 20. Up. I mean, they could be. They could hit twenty. Yeah, I mean, I he's done that before. He's had teams the that other, have done that before. 
The other thing that I keep thinking in the back of my head is that this is still the same old Mourinho, and he's going to have 12 league games against the top six. And when he plays the top six, they don't score goals. That's but the they thing. keep clean sheets. That's so not we changing. haven't seen that yet. That's not changing. So we haven't seen those games yet, but he's not going to all of a sudden play like a 4 1 4 1 attacking lineup. Like they're going to be parked playing for a 1 0 on the counter. So when those tough fixtures come, it's going to be want nice all to have of the defenders, defenders and none of the instead attackers. Of, yeah, instead of having like Lukaku and Mictarian or Lukaku and Pogba. I mean, those are. Those are going to be games where you want the defenders. So I feel like this is kind of similar, I think, two seasons ago with Leicester when I tripled yes. on their defense. Yes. And it really paid off because my. Yeah, second half my Leicester extra, was so similar. Yeah, just super, yeah, my, super my defensive encountering. Right. My extra defender there versus everyone else with their extra someone else. I don't know what. I don't remember that well what was happening, but it worked out well. <laughs> well, everyone had Vardy and Mares. And, yeah. you know, so you were. Just racking up clean sheet points while they were scoring getting, one goal a game, which caps their points tremendously. And there and there were three million more. Well, I guess maybe that was different. I don't know why we're talking about this, but anyway, I think triple United defense is pretty good, and I like the way it looks. Yeah, if I was wild carding, I think that's a fantastic shot. I still fear Lukaku's ownership and captain percentage, but yep. even if you feel like you must have Lukaku, then you go Lukaku and two defend two defenders over either yes. of the midfield guys for me. Like yes. absolutely. Yes, I, I agree. There's more I think there's more value in the defense versus having one of the midfielders when you're looking at the other assets like Liver um, like Liverpool or, or Spurs in that same kind of region. Yeah, and, and you shouted the amount of cleans that are going on this year and and this is maybe the next topic, but there are almost maybe actually no midfielders that are like good that are cost less than eight million. And the people that went into the season with like an Alonzo as their fourth defender, you know, playing like a fourth four three three or something like that, like those that that's genius. I'd rather have seven one Alonzo than any seven one midfielder. I'd rather have like Six one by or five five blend, you know, as we were just talking about, than any six one midfielder or five five midfielder. They're just okay. So just let, better. Yeah, well, let's pivot because again, I mean, on wild card, you're looking. You got to be looking at the formation too because three four three is, I think, dead. Honestly, I think it's not the best formation anymore. Like you're saying, I think the value in defense with so many wing backs in the league, so many very attacking center backs in the league. I think having four defenders is a real option, especially when we're talking about someone like Alonso, who's fucking brace potential. He had a brace last season. He already has a brace this season. On direct freeze for a left footer, playing for another team that's going to keep 15 cleans in the league. The midfield bracket under eight is absolutely terrible. So bad. There's there's, so few. Everyone is like an extreme punt. Huge punt. Every single player that's seven million or under, whether it's you know, I think, I think, eight, I or think William, eight or under, or like under eight rather. Under eight, yeah, fine. Uh, I think there's like, yeah, there's like one Davy Class and priced at seven five. But anyway, <laughs> all of those midfielders under eight, are, there's a punt. I mean, they're just punts. There are pros and cons to all of them. Hesse, Richarlison, you know, Tadic. No matter where you're looking, William, even my Security new start. personal fave, Robbie Brady. Like, it's still fucking Robbie Brady on Burnley. You know, it's not good. Atu returned. Like, it's still Atu on Newcastle. He's not even nailed. So I think that four four two is maybe better. Yeah, I I was leaning that way too for all of the reasons that I was saying when we went into this. It's just like yeah. 
those top defenders, like we're looking at a season where United might have 20 cleans. Chelsea are still elite defensively. It'd be surprising if they got less than 15 cleans. And Alonso has braced potential. And there's no midfielders that are like going to come close to that amount of points, I don't think. No, I agree. At, I think at the same for price. For me, pre- preseason, looking at it, with I mean, we really didn't give Alonso a sniff in our preseason teams. Yeah. I think we were we, looking we at did it. Him, we thinking, did him dirty. Yeah, we, we, I think that was a mistake. I was thinking about that this week just because we thought we would be able to hop on and off those mid-priced midfielders as they came and went with the, with the bandwagons. But there is something to just the consistency, security of start. You know you're going to be getting points in. You need There are so many heavy hitters and teams coming in and out of form, different fixture runs that not spending a transfer on your mid-price midfielder constantly. It's kind of similar to spending your transfer on your cheap third striker in a 3-4-3 constantly. There's something it's to bad. just that, that setting. That just means it's, you're it's taking bad. so many hits. Like the, yeah. I always talk about the value of a free transfer, and I still have, I don't have enough statistical prowess to be able to possibly quantify it, but I know it's high. It's really high. If you're only using your free transfers all season on like, pressing needs and upgrades or saving for doubles that you're like winning the world league you know like no one has ever had that good of a year there's always so many other things that we need to spend free transfers on and so many hits that we need to take and shit like that you know so if you're yeah again i'm just backing you up like a lot someone like alonzo with his attacking potential, his nailedness, the clean sheets that are going to rack up, it's just like. And Chelsea looked so bad going into the season, but like, come on, what were we thinking? They're not going to like that's be bad. And that's the thing. It's like, especially since I've been wild card tinkering, even though I'm not on wild card, even if you tell me to, then I will be. But <laughs> when you're playing around with a four-five mid and Alonso versus a four-five defender and a midfielder in Alonso's bracket. That's not a close comparison. It's not remotely close. So it's the main thing that you need to do is disassociate yourself with the "I will only start three defenders every week." Yeah, that's dead. That's gone. That's that's the thing that you need to do. So yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm Alonso even was to one a of the also start this season, and I'm even looking at like. A, how can I change my formation to suit this a little bit more? Because, again, I have Kev, I have Genie. There's no, other than a Liverpool mid for one of those spots, there's like no one else I want to go to. I have Kane, so I could go to a Spurs mid, but I don't know if they're worth doubling at this juncture. It's like... Tough, well, they've both they've both still banked in almost twenty points. No, they have been good, but each, like so. I just have so much money in Kane that it just like feels bad. Feels bad, man. Yeah, yeah. Kane yeah, is but, a very so, I mean, feels bad man situation. Yeah. So I mean, that's another. Alonso's one was one of the first players I put into my wild card draft tinkering. Should we just? I really want to hear your current wildcard tinker. I think other people will want to, too. Can I just hear it? Okay, so I have Foster at the back, my hill, and then I have the Trouble United defense, Jones, by Blend, Alonzo, and then I have me as my fifth. Uh, my midfield is Ali Erickson, Mane, and Salah, and then up top with a 4-5 Chalaba. And then up top I have Firmino and Rooney, and I have .5 in the bank. Um, so, it's a, I mean, it's a 4-4-2 straight. And Rooney! Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one because I would need to really forsake someone to get up to a premium in that spot, which I don't really want to do. 
and I don't see a ton in the price bracket of you know the eight million and under forwards. I uh, I still kind of feel like he's going to be trickling in fairly decent returns. The fixtures turn soon, but I don't know. You know, he's he's focused. He's trying hard. And I think he's on pens. Yeah, I still I think, think it'd be would give it to Siggy. Better if you could be if that could be Murata or something like that. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing is then I'm punting on a midfield spot. Yeah, like what's your midfield you know, again? Sorry, it's Mane, Salah, Mane, Salah, Ali, and Erickson. Right. So I wonder if there's value to going one Spur or maybe just two Liverpool attackers is enough. I think that's probably enough. But yeah, and then, See, the thing, but then the you thing get into the I, bad midfield price bracket. Exactly. So that's the problem is that I don't want to I would rather not punt on a midfielder in the Rooney bracket and then get and have someone like Murata or just get Rooney and then have no punts because I still think Rooney's going to be very much returning value for his money. So the one problem it, that I have with this team is the lack of captaincy shouts. I think I would really need to feel comfortable captaining Ali or Erickson in good Spurs games. And Mane is an obvious, or Firmino are obviously great captaincy shouts, but it really restricts my captain yes. to either a Spurs or a Liverpool player. Yeah, you're which never is captaining Rooney. Yeah. No, Rooney's, I mean, maybe one or two fixtures if he's got like home Newcastle or something. And they would that, need to like show us a lot more before we could yeah, even talk about need, that. Yeah. But I mean, that, I mean, that's what I'm sad on. I think that I don't think I need more information to know that Liverpool is the best attack in the league. I still think that Ali and Eriksson are, you know, fantastic values at nine five, yeah. and I think they're going to be scoring more goals. Um, it feels a little bit weird not sticking Kane in there, which is another thing I could do. But the main problem is if I put Kane in, is that then I'm punting on a midfield spot, which it doesn't feel great doing because I still don't love any of the midfield. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean maybe think, that is something I, think, I need more. I think one spot is is good to be honest. Like one midfield spot that is a sort of a punt is still good. I still have faith that one guy will come through. Like I'm pretty high on Robbie Brady. I know you fucking think he's terrible, but. I still think well, Richarlison no is good. Is fucking... I still think Hesse is good. Like nothing feels good now, but the amount of flexibility and the Rooney upgrade, I think, would be worth it. But I like that team a lot, and I like the kind of outside the box thinking you're going with the formation and with the triple United defense. I think that's great, dude. I love that team. Okay, thank you. Um, I feel like it's time we bring up the Slack, not just the Slack, the whole Patreon in general, because they're the people keeping us afloat. Um, we have a bunch of subscribers. We have a fun league with fucking sick ass mugs. We have the Slack, which is the the best of all things community, just bants all day long. Um, and yeah, I mean, check it out, Patreon.com/slash/fmlpl. I don't know what else to say, dude. I have nothing to add to that. There's nothing to add. It's just great. And we love you all who have subscribed. And if you want to subscribe, do that. And you're keeping the pot alive. And thank you. Thank you. But you're talking about Robbie Brady. Like, everyone fucking knows about this. Like, what the fuck are you talking about with Robbie Brady? Yeah, Robbie Brady. Um, <laughs> we haven't like talked about him. You're, you're talking yeah, about him, like well, it's because we were banting fucking... in Slack beforehand, so I like feel like it's covered, but it's super not covered. Um, Robbie Brady. So like, we've seen him return well in the Premier League before for a left back when he was left back. Um, he was scoring and assisting, and he's good. We know he's very good on direct free kicks. He's like 
almost Alonzo levels left-footed free kick. Like when they're in that area for a left-footer, I expect him to score it. Like he's been doing that for Burnley since he went to Burnley. He's hit the post this year against Chelsea in that exact free kick. He's fourth for all midfielders and chances created, second in big chances created. He's taken more corners than anyone in the league. And he shoots a bit. He's He's got, like, better than Siggy stats of last year. Like, as good stats as, like, Kevin from last year. I just think that at 5-5, five, five, obviously it's Burnley. They're not going to score a lot of goals, so he's capped kind of, and he's not on pens like Siggy, so he's not going to get that extra, like, three, four goals. But I just think that at 5-5, five, five, if we're talking about, like, a wildcard team or something and you want to maybe, you know, in, in a imaginary world in, with your team, if you went, like, Salah to Brady or something, that gives you enough to go, you know, Rooney to someone fucking huge, Kane or whatever, I think it's worth it. Like, I don't think any of these stats will dip because there's no reason for them to. The free kicks, the corners, the chances created. He looks really, really good. And I think he'll just trickle in points. I just think he's just okay. gonna get a bunch of assists and, and enough goals. And he's five five, which is like ridiculously cheap. Every I mean I yeah. love the fuck out of Robbie Brady. I had him oh, when I thought he you was hated him. I no, I love him dude. I had him so long ago. Yeah. He was one of my like Early fantasy. He's, he's finally playing midfield. Like he's yeah. He's not playing left back anymore. Yeah, he, I, he's fucking good. Like that fucking okay, ball so, that he put in for Chris Wood was absurd. Yeah, no, it was if that was fucking Ozil, every yeah. it'd be jizz everywhere. Like yeah, you know, he's just he's right, just so showing yeah, I mean, up I on every, put, every every metric humanly possible and the eye test. He just looks fantastic to me. So I mean, you put Brady in, and then they, you know Rooney turns into Kane. Like so. boom, like that's incredible. That's probably better than Rooney and fucking Ollie. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just it's insane. Like the shit that he's again. It's 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 always the combo. Like someone else in Slack, I think it was Rob, brought up like Leroy Fur, who whatever, fuck him. Like I don't even want to talk about Leroy Fur. <laughs> but if you're talking about a punt and you're talking about some five five mid. There needs to be way, way more, you know, of a, a. There needs to be way more substantial things than like just the eye test or just the stats or just the gut feeling or just the fixtures. And I think Brady has all of those things, and that's why I love, love the shout. Like he. So I think something like when you're saying that, you know, you look at Aaron Moy, who's double risen already, exactly. and he's playing kind of between the center backs. When you watch Huddersfield play. He's on those indirect set pieces, but he's not. He's maybe taking one shot a game, and he's not that directly creative in open play or setting up any big chances that I've seen so far. I've only watched two of the three Huddersfield games. Um, Brady, I feel like, is more creative in open play and has the exact same set pieces that Moy has in his locker. Um, then Burnley's maybe a little bit better on them. So and, I like, and you I like look the at Brady you stand. look at Moy. He just played Palace, Newcastle, and Southampton. You look at Brady. He just played Chelsea, West Brom, and Tottenham. Yeah, you know it's like their Burnley looked good fucking great. Like yeah, this Burnley season more than any other season makes Dyche look like a fucking genius legend. You know they're not like the shitty old Burnley with the same old 
park the bus counterattack tactics. Like he actually changed the formation drastically when they sold Gray, and they have an extra midfielder, and they bought Brady, and like they look actually good, and Brady looks fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like the Brady shot. I think that's interesting. Um, Bobby okay. Brady. Bobby Brady. Yeah. I mean, he, the other thing was interesting. He it took him a while to get nailed into the system. Yes. I thought he was going to be straight and nailed to fucking hell when they bought him because yes. they paid a lot for him. And I guess maybe like Deitch needed to make him more like grunty. But he still has <laughs> that quality in his left foot. You know, he's still a really creative player, and he he has really good. Puts a lot, puts in a lot of really good weighted balls. He has really good baseline baps, except for that first Chelsea game. Maybe I think was more of a blip because watching him, it looks like he creates a lot and stuff. So, all right, Brady's an interesting shout. Yeah, I'm just very, very high on him. And you know, again, I keep talking about my team just because that's the perspective that I have on things. But I'm looking at a Kev Wijnaldum potentially double switch, potentially triple switch if I want to raise my four O defender to like Alonso. And someone like Brady is just the king of all enablers if I wanted to yeah. go that route. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's very interesting to me. So, what I mean, in terms of the wild card, though, I mean, are you kind of similar with me? You're looking at United defense, Liverpool attack, we've been talking about. You know, you like Murata. I like Murata too, he's just expensive. I, one other thing I was thinking about is I kind of like Gabby Jay's on City now because if we know well we have to assume based off what we saw if, if he's going one up top and it's Gab Jays instead of Aguero. Yeah, I was going to ask you your thoughts on this because I like I feel like I didn't have a good read on this like if if he's going to if that means that he thinks Jesus is ahead of Kuhn or if he's just still Tinkerman like I, I don't have a good read on this I feel like so. so he's I think it's kind of two things I think he's definitely ahead of Kuhn otherwise Kuhn would have started and Jesus would have been on the bench but the thing with Jesus that is almost to his detriment or he's so versatile I mean he's going to be the player like with him and Aguero like when Walker got the red card that he's thinking okay you know I'm going to take Jesus off and leave Aguero as lone and then you know do this with the formation instead of the other way around but if he's playing as the at the tip, you know they're still going to create. And as fucked up as City look, if he's going to be the main man down the middle, I think he's going to be just getting points and goals. He's going to he's going to luck himself into them. Yeah. So if you if you think that that last game nails Jesus to starting, then I would definitely not transfer Jesus out. The, I think the only shot to get rid of him is if you don't think he's nailed. Because I yeah like you as you said they're still game. they're still gonna create a lot of chances like he still scored a wonderful goal um, yeah Sinier are fucked up but yeah I think Jesus is still really good I still yeah I, I think I would probably rather have him than Maratas insane as that might sound I think I would too that's weird yep interesting Hazard mm-hmm. back soon will. We'll have to reevaluate Chelsea a bit. Um, yeah, that's Chelsea. Just are unsettled. I mean, City's unsettled, but so are Chelsea. Yeah, so. they're, they're, we I don't. Do think, we don't even know because they're still going to buy people too. Yeah, they will buy people. Um, Man, right. there's so there's so much shit to talk about, dude. We have to like. I don't well, know. Let, let's cut. Let's just cut here. Uh, we're going to do another. Po- I mean, we we need to get. The window's going to shut. We're going to have to find yeah. out internationals. Yeah, and we're not, so we're we're not p- taking the week off like normal international breaks. Like We'll be back on Monday potting about 
Gimmick four interna- or not prom- maybe, maybe not maybe Monday. like Wednesday. Yeah, maybe yeah, Wednesday because we want something. internationals to be done, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll be we'll, back we'll like Wednesday and we'll talk about gaming four and everything and dip dive further into everything of life, right? Yeah. Dude, what but okay, so whatever. You can fucking edit this out, but I mean do you think I should fucking wildcard this team or not? Because I mean, realistically, this looking isn't at editing like, out, dude. This is we're just fast forwarding to your team right now. I can see a world where the team I have this next game week four scores more than the team I wild card in. Like that's possible. But I fucking hate everything right now, and I'm ranked over a million. I want to fucking kill myself. So yeah, let me just go. Let me just read off your team really quick, so people at home know what the fuck is going on. So goalies. Fabianski and Nordfeld defense right now is Britos, too soon. Stevens, Dan, Lejeune, and me. Midfield right now is Kev, David, Ali, Erickson, Pogba. And the forwards right now are Lukaku, Gabbiadini, and 4 5 McBurney. So go, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I've already lost like a lot of value by not wildcarding immediately because I just don't know what I'm doing. Because the price changes, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at your team. It's not like terrible, it's but definitely it's definitely not terrible. Like defensively, it's still pretty good. Even without Lejeune and Brito's band, you still have like really good defensive fixtures next week. Yeah. Like really good shots at cleans. Yeah. I mean, it's really just like Gabby Adini's very much the fuck out. I don't Yeah, I still think Ali, Erickson, David, and even Paul are good picks. Maybe not and like Kaku, they're all good. Yeah, they're not like maybe the first people you'd put in your team sheet, but they're all good, which means like it just is up to Kev and Gabby Adini, which means I probably wouldn't wildcard, I think. Yeah. Like you have, I don't want to take another hit. Yeah, that's the thing wanna... that really sucks is you don't want to take another hit, but it feels like you have to. Really? Yeah. That's, that's what sucks. I mean, Gab, I didn't watch that game live. I only watched the highlights. Like, how was Gabby Adini? You, you weren't enthused? Southampton are Absolutely terrible. They just can't score. It's they're ridiculous. Really, they're just a really bad attacking team. Period. I mean, West Brom is a better attacking why, team. Why the fuck did they fire fucking Harry Potter wizard man? I, they're getting the exact same out That's of the side I mean. so far. It's so fucking I don't know, dumb right? that yeah. they, they blamed him and fired him. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah they look so but, bad. They can't score, huh? No. But my main problem, I mean, if I'm double switching out on a hit for Gabbiadini and De Bruyne, like, I can't get two like sexy guys. You can get two sexy guys, right? No, I you can't. You can't. Oh, cannot. Oh, because you want to go Liverpool. And- yeah, I mean, I would, I would be restricted to one Liverpool player. Right. Yeah, because and yeah, like yeah. that's ridiculous to me. So if you like went, if you went for Mino because he's the cheapest and he's getting all the bonus points, then how, what midfielder price range could you afford? Just eight, three, and under. That's so annoying. It's just it's bad. like not it's even not good. Annoying. Yeah, it's we just were just bad. we just ranted for a fucking hour about how that's not good. Yeah, it would have to be Mctarian. Yeah. <sighs> There's no question that that's the best pick there, and then I then I'm all of a sudden with triple United attack. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Which is yeah, again, what we just ranted about not doing. Yeah, that fucking sucks, dude. I hate that. Actually, hate that. Um, which is why I was leaning towards saving because yeah, good. I'm nothing honestly good leaning towards it too. You have nothing in the bank, right? 
No, I fucking spunked it all in my head to get Paul in last yeah, week. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I honestly am leaning towards saving too. I mean, yeah, not don't wild card. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards not wild carding and saving with this team. I mean, like it's it's mostly because of the shit we talked about at, at the beginning of the pod with Kev. Is like you we have to assume at some point that Pep is going to realize that like this is not working and this is bad. And like having Kev as the deepest player on the pitch is bad and doesn't utilize his skills, even though he's maybe the best player on the team. <laughs> um, though assuming that kind of like rational coaching is is always bad. So I don't know. I want to hear more information. I want to hear like Kev or Pep say something that that leads us to believe that, but I. It's not coming, I don't think. So, no. Fuck, no, dude. No, no, no. I'm bugging out for you. I don't like yeah, this. I'm, no, I'm not in a good place right now. And I yeah, don't, I think don't that like this. I'm in a good place. I just don't think my team is good. I think I have a lot of my money in bad places. And I have two. I mean, I think Lejeune will probably be back. But now, I mean, they kept it clean. Is he going to come right back in? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, the defense, I'm really, like, we don't even have to talk about it. I think it's totally fine. You're getting mm-hmm. cleans. Like, Britos Red is whatever. He's not going to play left back anymore. So, I mean, realistically, then the issues are De Bruyne and Gabbiadini. And if I have two well, of the my... The issues are, Gab- are De Bruyne and Gabbiadini, but the greater issues are what you just said, which is the flexibility lack of flexibility and the money distribution which we both like don't really like where it's like and the options in general right so it's like we you don't like any of the midfielders that you can bring in for your one problem midfielder <laughs> and you don't like the structure of bringing in the only guy who makes any sense to bring in which is Mkhitaryan which yeah. i guess like if we're looking not just in a one game week vacuum as we should do looking ahead, I mean, I guess it's kind of better to go like Kev to more of a punt and Gabby Adina and Firmino for a hit. And then going forward, you have that flexibility that you don't have right now. What? Like if you went Kev to a punt of Richarlison or someone like that and Gab to Firmino for a hit, then like going forward from next game week on, you have money in the bank, which gives you flexibility. Instead of going Kev to Mkhitaryan, is what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Because yes, then, no, like, then you can, you can bring in a United defender, or you can like upgrade David to someone sick, or like, you know, it just gives you a lot of wiggle room for after this week. Mm. Even though, you know, like, I don't know, dude. Mkhitaryan was fucking terrible. I don't even know if that's bad. <laughs> like, Richarlison, I still think is good. It, it sucks so badly. Aside from you owning Britos, it sucks for like evaluation purposes that like we yeah we only got twenty minutes of the game. Yeah, so like we don't even know. I just don't think that. Like, I would rather not give four points back and hope Gabbiadini gets lucky against. Or, yeah, or Kev does something. And Kev does something. Yeah, I think take a hit on shit that I'm not sure of. Yeah, I think that's best. I think you either save or wild card, and I'm leaning towards save, but I'm only leaning towards save because like it's been working for me, and usually patience is better. And 
you have less problems than a lot of other people that I'm recommending to wildcard, even though talking about them now it feels like a lot of problems. I mean, I have a lot of problems because my defense is also. But really, you only have two problems, right? Stevens, who might not play anymore. Dan, who plays on Palace, so that's an inherent problem. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Rita's suspended and Lejeune injured. There's no problems there. Burnley haven't (laughs) kept it clean. Ben Mee's a great pick. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Yeah, I mean. One of the things uh, I said to fucking MJ in in convincing him to wildcard is like, yeah, at the end of the day, international break, transfer window ending is is pretty much always a good time to wildcard unless you're like doing really well, right? Because like yeah, you, get, you so, get all the information, you get all the you get double information, you get double price changes, you get double the time to tinker. And if any transfer shit happens, you can react when other people can't react. Yeah, fuck it, dude. I think you pull the trigger. What the fuck? Yeah, let's dude? go, dude. Let's go, dude. Let's go, dude. <sighs> yeah, fuck it, dude. I think fuck yeah. it. Just pull the plug. Yeah, fuck it. It's not a bad time to wildcard. Someone I tweeted mean, in, like, is it too soon to wildcard? Do we need one more week of information? Like, one more week of information does nothing in terms of, like, sample size. Like, it's good. Obviously, more information is better, but it doesn't really change anything. I think you can just fucking do it, dude. There's such a high percent chance that you're going to have a fucking bad week again and hate and still hate your team and just be, like, miserable yeah. after next I mean, week. I, That's the, really the bottom I, line. Yeah, forget about my team for a second. Let's just look at my emotions. Your emotions, dude. Like, you know what I'm. You know what I'm like when I'm not doing well at FPL. No, it's, it's bad, dude. It's fucking bad. <sighs> no one wants to see that side of you. And it's like, I think. But what about this? I think you're so, now? you're so. I think we're ahead of the curve in terms of our thinking of like triple United deep. Like no one can get there except wild carters, which is exciting. Right. Triple over. So, but what about this then? Because now I have in my fucking back of my head, I'm like, okay, I missed a rise. I had a drop. Like, is that enough reason to wait next till next week? No, I don't think so. Because I have theoretical on paper good fixtures for my players this week. Like, I have four very good defensive fixtures for my four guys. I don't have good fixtures. Yeah, I mean, it's just... City against Liverpool. Form versus picture, fixtures is just... like it's a, it, We always go form in that debate, I feel like. It just doesn't matter if they're bad players. It doesn't, like, it doesn't matter who Crystal Palace is playing. It doesn't matter who City is playing at this juncture. Like I don't know. kind of doesn't matter who United's playing. Like I don't know. Nothing feels great to me on your team. Okay, okay so I'm, uh, I'm wild carding. <laughs> I can't is wait. Con- Next pod is going to be absolutely massive. Holy that, shit. That's confirmed. I feel like I just ran or like I'm a dog just chasing a tail right now. Just Yeah, I think I think fucking do it, dude. It's fucking time. I actually have in my notes cuz you know I have like little notes before we pod. I have under Walsh's team section. I have let's not use a cannon to kill a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> But let's fucking use the cannon, dude. I'm pulling it. 
<laughs> it's show time, dude. I think it's time. It's time. I think it's time. It's time it's to darkness go. is here, dude. We gotta we gotta stop the bleeding. <laughs> I think it's gonna be great. I think God, why didn't we pod before price changes today? Yeah, that's my bad. I'm a late night potter, but no, I only lost one point one on Firmino. It doesn't even matter. I mean, I have fucking money in the bank with the team I just rattled off. So yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna have a couple weeks ahead of me. Yeah, you have a couple weeks, and we have a very interesting wild card bonanza pod next week. Okay, which Fuck, is just gonna be dude. scenic. Okay, I'm gonna fuck a lot of these guys out of my team. Yeah, and my team, I I basically told everyone what I'm doing already. I'm waiting. I'll my hey. I'm not even thinking about transfers yet. Like I'm tinkering, but not actually gonna make any moves for a while. God, your team is so much better than mine. Yeah, fuck. it's so much better. So much better. It's not even a remote comparison just, conversation. Just because today. of Firmino and like Phil Jones. No, I mean even just like. Kane, like not having Kane and the fact that he has zero goals right now is the most lucky thing that's ever happened to me in my life. It's very exciting times as a Kane owner. He, I must be. He I has must like say. Tw- he has like twenty shots in the box or some shit, and he's just getting like, transferred out like fucking yeah. hell. He's breaking his own like high shot total records in games and his conversion rate zero percent whereas the last three years it's been around 20 so yeah, he's he's been transferred 380,000 times and I couldn't be happier yeah I mean not I don't uh, okay Fuck. yeah you got a lot of thinking to do I'm dude so well let's do some fucking anus slaps and then let's stop potting because it, we're fucking 12 hours long right now mm. Okay. All right, you got the spreadsheet open? I have the slaps of the anus. Um, we got new patrons that signed up this week. We're at 22. Thank you all for contributing and helping us cover our podcast costs. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be able to do it without you. Yeah, actual. Uh, we have Marsali Grant, Jason Diaz, longtime fan of the pod, early email adopter. Johnny Boyle, Gavin Christofferson, Craig Bufton, not to be confused with Gigi Buffon, <laughs> Alex Kresswick, Keegan Knott, I love Ryan that Hemmings. Absolutely love Keegs. that name. It's just Keeg. Keeg's team now. Yeah. Um, some guy named Nigel who has a company that's called Miserena. I think he's just trying to promote it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny at Philadelphia, but his last name I think is Guzman. And then some guy named Joshua Ruff. Great names. Um, Your turn. Max Martyr, also long friend of the pod. Christopher Christensen, which is, I love that the double naming of the Icelandics. I think he's Icelandic. I hope he's on Icelandic. Enpass, who's Reddit god, legend, Brazilian jiu-jitsu bodybuilder, Enpass. I hope I never learned your actual real name. Ryan Key, legend. Calvin Chan, former winner of the FML Vale Public League. Fucking, what was he that year? Like 60 overall rank? Legend. Some, something extremely high. Yeah, Frank Vacanti. Or Vachanti sounds better to me. Jesse Cohen, great friend of the pod. Jason Walker, Sean Kumiski. William Brindley, a.k.a. Jabroni Ellsbury. He's probably been shouted on this pod like as much as anyone. Um, and John Alchin. The latest, right. latest man. Thank you so much for slapping all of your anuses. 
Yes, your anuses are very tender in this moment. And thanks for being patrons. You can always check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Slack still up and running, very, very fun in there. We're up to 125 folks in there, a nice little community, so check it out. Yep. And check us out at fmlfpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfpl and cheers.